right. Hello, everybody, and welcome, welcome to back Any to another it. episode of Any Way You Want It. I'm an LA-based coach. Um, I we have not even started this episode, and I feel desire. like it's going Here to be show, one of my like most special episodes to date. So this is part of life. the Sisterhood series uh, where I've just been like, you know, just sitting around chatting with my women about the things that we actually want to talk about and and doing that, hoping like, you know, I think people in the world can get some gold from this. I know that they can. And and so, you know, as I was feeling into all the different things like I want to talk about with my women, one of the things that came to the surface was, Gosh, like ancestors and spirits and ghosts and just all of these like energies that, you know, in our 3D world, you can't see, but we can feel and communicate and gather so much wisdom if we're willing to be in relationship with these energies And so I'm so honored because I have three of my dear sisters here today um, that we're just going to have a conversation about uh, about these energies, about spirits. And I can't I I know that I'm going to learn a lot because I'm like, I don't you know. Uh, I've had separate conversations with all of these women about this topic. And I'm like, there's like 10 layers deeper, I think, you know, that we can go. Um, So with that, I just want to quickly introduce who I have here. Um, Let's see, what do I want to say about these women? Well, uh, first, I will introduce Vicky. Uh, Vicky, Vicky and I were roommates several times. And uh, she, hmm, I just want to say one word. She's a star. Mm. <laughs> mm. Thanks, Kaylin. Oh, love you. Yeah. So happy oh. to be back on the podcast. Oh yeah. <laughs> Coming on back. Coming on back. And, and, oh yeah, Vicky and I are leading the, for those of you who have seen our retreat, we're leading a retreat together this, uh, this summer. So Vicky is so near and dear to my heart. And my friend Anita is here. Hi, Anita. Hey, hey. (laughs) And Anita, gosh, one word for Anita. I mean, just like, like, actually, it's two words. It's like wicked witchy, you know? (laughs) I could say that for all of you. That was just the first thing that came to my mind. And Anita um, actually was roommate. Anita and I and Vicky were roommates at at one point as well. And um, hmm, yeah, I've just learned so much about like following the true thing from this woman. Thank you for being here, Anita. Mm, Thanks for having me. I feel I feel so excited to be here. (laughs) Yes. Oh, awesome. And last, um, my friend Lizzie is here and, you know, we'll put like all the, everybody's like links and stuff in the show notes. If you're like, who's, who's it, who is this? Um, <clears throat> and Lizzie, Lizzie is just, uh, again, two words like deep wisdom. Mm-hmm. And, um, oh yeah. 
And I have, I was just telling Lizzie before we hopped on, I just, you know, the way that Lizzie has like poured into me over the years and, and brought just her total generosity uh, has made a huge difference. And I, and I feel like I'm like pouring some of that generosity back into to other women now. And it's extraordinary. I'm so thank, happy to be here. <laughs> thank you for being here. Yeah. Wow. And, you know, the other thing I just want to name is that this is like, um, you know, this is a fun conversation, you know, right? Like I was just saying, like, it's like, I just want this to be like a slumber party, you know, where we're just talking about this, you know, and I don't want to step over the fact that it's also like, it's edgy and vulnerable Mm. for each and every, you know, one of us on this call um, to really like, you know, share our experiences here. Um, And, and just, yeah, just to be seen in that, you know, because I, I think there's like a way where this isn't the conversation that's like happening broadly in the world. It's the, it's happening in our, the circles that we are in, <laughs> but like in the world, if you're like, oh yeah, I just, you know, I'm just having a communication with my ancestor or whatever. It's like, you know, there's a risk there. Like people have a lot of thoughts and opinions about that. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I just want to also like acknowledge each of you for being here and for the vulnerability that it takes to like have a conversation like this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for creating the space. Cause I think this is how it, you know, Mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't even want to say normalizes because that kind of makes it not normal. And like, to me, connection with ancestors, once it came in, I was like, this is so normal. So I don't need to yeah. normalize what's already normal, but I really do think it's beautiful to create the space yeah. um, for these things that live like, you know, in the unseen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Oh my goodness. Okay. So where do y'all think we should start? <laughs> well, I was wondering, I'm curious what Lizzie and Nita have to say, but I was wondering like, okay, so we talk a lot about sex on this podcast mm-hmm. <laughs> and desire I mean, and yeah. yeah, I mean, and all <laughs> these things. And then I'm curious if we might start like, Hey, maybe you share like what what how'd you be like spirits ancestors now like why oh, let's have this conversation totally. on this podcast oh my gosh vicky you're so brilliant yeah oh <laughs> well i think yeah i think there's a couple of things it's like you know i've been on my own journey like as a clairvoyant you know over the last like couple of years and and when i started that like i i just i don't even know like it was just one of those things. I was like, okay, I'm just going to do this. And I, I didn't even really like, like, I, I just didn't really think a lot about like, where, where is this going or whatever? I just followed the like, okay. And then just the deeper I got into it, I was like, whoa, there's just this whole world. And so I feel like I've been so just like impacted by being able to like access deeper energy, you know, and, and just have a communication with like, my higher self and, you know, my ancestors and just other like spirits. 
Um, but then it's like, I've had individual conversations with each and every one of you, you know, like I was at dinner with Anita where she's like telling me about this ghost and <laughs> I was like, I just got so turned on. I was like, what is happening? You know? And then she's telling me how like Lizzie is like helping her to communicate with this ghost. And I'm just like, who are my actual, like, who are my friends? <laughs> <laughs> so that was really I, that actually that dinner that Anita and I had, that was where I was like, I have to do an episode about this, like done. <laughs> so amazing. I'll just jump in. I was, um, yeah. I was thinking about my, my journey with all of this, um, yeah. as a kid growing up, I, I worked with like a lot of fear like throughout like my childhood and adolescence. And, um, what, when I was around, I think I was around 20, I found this school, the Southern California Psychic Institute. It's in Santa Monica. It's incredible. It's all energetic tools. And what I realized is when I, when I found that, that school, it's a clairvoyant school. So I was, I was also learning clairvoyance, but what I realized was that, I was learning energetic protection tools and I, I understood for the first time, like the reason that I was so scared all the time is that I was constantly feeling these energies of presence, like up pressing up against me, like almost like this wanting to communicate with me. And I was always so terrified of it. And when I started learning how to protect myself energetically and make boundaries, mm -hmm. it was like, I gained so much, um, uh, what's the word? Like just, uh, a clarity around like what I was okay with and what I wasn't okay with. And so much of my journey has been around kind of protecting myself, I guess, like, but out of this place of fear. And in the last year, it's just really evolving quickly with my ghost sighting. Um, <laughs> I cannot wait to get into that. Yeah. Things escalated quickly. <laughs> Things have escalated rather quickly. Uh, and I, and I feel like I'm, I'm entering a new phase of not as much fear, definitely some for sure. Cause it's been a little wild, but but um, just like a deeper understanding of what's going on with the help of Lizzie <laughs> and Vicky, nonetheless. So it's so, so amazing. Um, but anyway, that, that's just been my life journey with this. And then I'd love to tell my ghost story. Um, but oh, Lizzie, I also would love to hear, like, where did you start? Like, as a, like, where has your journey? Ooh. You? Wow. Yeah, wow. I want to hear this, too, because I, I all <laughs> I know is just like present day Lizzie, like... <laughs> Yeah. Real, real tapped in. <laughs> so, um, I come from a very magical family and, um, I, how do I, how do I even like this web is, it's almost like if I could just zoom in on the like relevant threads here, come from a really magical family and, um, everybody was really dysfunctional. So as a little girl, I had the, the, the family culture on my mom's side of the family was completely normalized the conversation around everything paranormal. And like, it was as if you're like, pass the, but pass the butter, um, uh, next week you're going to 
bomb that test, you should probably put some extra hours in for studying. It was just very like, very psychic, very that way. And it was chaotic as F growing up. It was so mm-hmm. nuts. And my mom and dad were divorced. And, um, you know, my grandfather was the, like, he was the kind of man, he was a Lieutenant in the Navy. He flew the Aleutian chain during world war two. And at the same time in like the 1950s and sixties, if any one of his eight children were in trouble, he would know exactly where on the map they were and just get in his car and go to them. This was before, obviously like 50 years before cell phones. And so he just had this this like internal sonar for his kids. So I come from, it's like really deep. Oh, and, wow. and I looked at the whole landscape as a little girl and I was like, y'all are crazy. I want nothing to do with the crazy because I just conflated magic with, with dysfunction. And I looked to my dad's side of the family who they were also very dysfunctional, but, but they had a level of function because they were all like very intellectual they were all very like driven by their, by their pursuits. So I just made that my goal to like become successful and not dysfunctional. And I tried really hard to dismiss the magic. I did, even though like low key, I had tarot cards and Oracle decks and crystals and stuff (laughs) like that. But like, but I sort of looked at it as like a hobby and I didn't think of it seriously until my dad died in 2015. And, um, my dad and I did not have a great relationship. We we were very, very, um, two Tauruses, but heads a lot. And, um, eight months or so after he died, I was making the bed one afternoon evening and he just appeared. That story is very like, there's a lot more details inside of it, but for the sake of time, yeah, he appeared to me and had a full on conversation with him as if he was in the room and he was as real as like anyone in the room. And, uh, then I was like, Oh, I guess we're not in Kansas anymore. So from that point, that was in 2015. Yeah. Yeah. So I started seeing dead people. It basically like unlocked the door to this gift and I could not intellectualize my way out of it anymore. Oh mm-hmm. my gosh. What were mm-hmm. you like thinking at the time? I mean, just like, um, at first, well, it was amazing to have a conversation with my dead dad oh, and, and like yeah. he and I began doing in meditation, we began sitting and having basically those hard conversations we never had when he was alive. And I used to say like, I I mean, I still say it, but people don't really ask me about it anymore. My relationship with my father improved so much when he died. And there's this weird thing that it sounds like cynical when I say that, but it's, it's genuine. Like we got to hash everything out once he Mm -hmm. was on the other side and his ego had had dropped. And, um, and he just became, he like, became one of my guides and is with me all the time. But that gift, it was like the floodgates opened up and I couldn't stop it for, for a number of years. And so I, I like sought out a lot of different trainings to figure out how to basically only have them come toward me when I was open for that and eventually figured it out. It it was not very complicated. It was more, it's just like a human boundaries issue. It's like, where can I just like apply that to my spiritual Mm -hmm. connections? 
this is a very long story, but to say that I've been seeing deaf people for a while, about seven years. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And now, and I've been in the last couple of years, I've been, I opened up my gifts even more and decided I want to offer this as a, as a healing thing for people. So I've been giving, I'm calling readings. It's really hard to call it a reading when I'm just like, Hey, your mom is here or, Hey, you know, let's talk. Hey, she wants to have a conversation with you about Mm. fill in the blank or what, what have you. So, um, those have been incredible and super fun. And unlike Anita, my, because my, because my childhood was, was not, I didn't have the fear thing installed from, from an early on. It was actually the opposite. It was so normalized to not be afraid of the spiritual spirit people, basically. Um, that dimension for me, um, has not emerged. It's been more like, um, whenever I feel fear, I, I realize like, Oh, there's a, there's an aspect of this dimension that I don't have a lot of experience with. It's real. Let's not make any mistake. Like this, the scary stuff does present itself. I just don't have experience with it. I think Mm. I'm probably just like, I'm not really interested in that. Mm. Wow. I love that so much, Lizzie. I, um, I think that's an important thing to highlight because I think a lot of people have, I would say, I don't know what you guys think about this, but I would say most people, everyone actually has spiritual gifts. I think just to the degree that they're expressed in the world is completely according to our level of conditioning around it. Oh yeah. Like I just, I really, I mean, on the one hand, like I I can imagine a scene of like the dances at dinner and it kind of reminds me of like, these shows I used to watch growing up, like what was Sabrina? You know, you know what I'm talking about? Oh, Sabrina, the teenage witch. Just see you as that Lizzie, like being like, is it magic or is it just like, are y'all just like losing it? And, um, (laughs) I do, I do love that you've done all the work that I know you've ha- you've done on yourself to like untangle what is magic, what is dysfunction. And I, I just know the work you've done. Cause I think that that process, that that's really what I'm up to too. You know, it's like, is like, um, unpacking what, what I can, cause I used to get so much shit for being so sensitive when I was younger. And I like, Oh my gosh. Can too. we just like pause on that? Yeah. yeah. That's just like your spiritual superpower. And then oh. we like, as kids are like, let's put that away. Oh yeah. my God. Yeah. I know. I'm just like, I spent so many years just walking around in corporate America, just being so sensitive and being like, All right, what's happening? Why? I literally thought like, <laughs> if I, can I leather my soul? Like, you know, how a, a leather is really tough. Because. Mm. I would get my feelings hurt if somebody looked at me the wrong way at the roller rink. Yeah. Oh. You know? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. Thank you, Vicky, so much for bringing this point in. Cause as I just like look and feel into each of you, I'm like, we are all so sensitive. <laughs> like, so, and that is, wow. Mm. Thank you. So I feel like I interrupted you, Vicky, but I just really... <laughs> Yeah, no, but I think I just love, I just love this. Cause I, cause I think that, I mean, especially just for Lizzie, I'm just like, hell yes. to like owning that gift. Cause mm-hmm. if, 
you know, I just, it's like, even just in the last few conversations we've had, Lizzie, it's like, it's so, now I can't unsee you as, as this, um, I don't know how you would describe yourself, but maybe medium or channeler. I can't un, it's so, it's so, it's so the magic that is carried in your um, line as you obviously very well know. And, um, you know, it's kind of like, it's not use it or lose it, but it's like, it's like this gift, like these gifts that we all have also, like they remain dormant, but then they always feel kind of like this, like, like, um, bottled up energy or something. That's just like, like trying to get out in these other ways. And then we're like, Oh wait, I'm not meant to work at a bank at Wells Fargo. Really? <laughs> I'm really meant to work with people and use my sensitivities. Oh, but let me just go, you know, whatever. <laughs> I can't wait. Hold on. Did you actually work at Wells Fargo, Vicky? Yeah, girl. That was my okay. first job out of college. I like completely black blacked that out. Oh my gosh. Yeah. That was like before ritual, right? Yeah. Banker turned diviner, I guess. I guess it's like, <laughs> I, yeah, it's so funny. It's actually funny. I mean, that is, that is hilarious. I, I worked at Washington Mutual right out of high school. Oh my God. Oh Thanks. my God. Now I need a, I, need a job at a bank. Well, I used to play <laughs> bank with my friend when I was nine. <laughs> I'm dead. I, I went to these, like, I was an econ major, y'all. Oh my you may, God. You may not know this about me. <laughs> Kaylin McDuff, double economics and Spanish major. Oh, yeah. oh. wow. <laughs> no idea. Oh yeah. I mean, you know, wouldn't know it now, would ya? But yeah, I went to all these banking interviews after college and I, I was, I, I just knew like, I can't, I can't fucking do this. Like, <laughs> It was so like, it was just so deadening to my soul. And so I'm so glad I just like went to those interviews and stuff. And I was like, oh, there's like a room of 75, like white men here. And there's like three women and I don't even connect with the other two women. So like, what, <laughs> what are we doing here? Yeah. Oh my God. Okay. The bank, we got a real bank kink going on here. <laughs> yeah. I do think the ancestors bring that in our, on our path though, so that you can have like a spoil or something, you know, like kind of like a, Oh yeah. Okay. I'm different. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Or even a a wildly contrasting experience of money, like the journey of money, which is so framed in this like masculine, like container into actual like creation of money with mm-hmm. with yeah. gifts and yeah so. there's, a, there's a thing that feels that I find interesting here okay I haven't ever put these thoughts together before so so bear with me all of us have taken coach training programs <laughs> um, in fact some of us know each other from from a, one particular one and um, you learn a lot of like people skills that may or may not have been useful, but I will say when I first started dating Jason, I was 
sort of out of my mind with like needing to rewire my uh, relationship patterns. And I worked with Anita. I mean, at the time we were very close friends, but there was this, this aspect where she was like, I'm not letting you sabotage your relationship. Mm-hmm. Oh <laughs> so, my gosh. What a sister. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, life changing, life changing. Mm-hmm. And I will say that, um, not only did she help me, like, I mean, in the like zoomed out picture, she absolutely saved my relationship from peril because like, there's nothing wrong in the relationship, but I would like leave these incredible dates and spin, you know? Mm. And, um, all of our sessions, we would like have a weekly date where we'd meet for an hour at least and and, like do a session. You and Anita. Me and Mm. Anita. Yeah. And oh my God. She, she has like, she has the coaching skills, the people skills, but the thing that I think is like resonant for this call is like the magic element that was Mm. brought in. There were so many healing and magical components in those sessions that I think were far more significant in helping me ground my energy and, um, Mm. release negative thinking, things that are like beyond your traditional, like cognitive behavior type coaching stuff. Mm. So I think when it comes to, gosh, pulling in energies and, and like actually making change. Um, I think that's so much more, nobody's talking about how important that element is for healing is like, it's beyond just like learning how to do a script for a person. You You know? know, yeah. What's fascinating about that. Um, uh, around when, when you brought up sensitivity and the sensitivity of all of us here, but also you can see like it, the sensitivity leads to these gifts of being able to communicate with dead people or, or, or be clairvoyant or, you know, like have access to <clears throat> these other realms. But really it's amazing because being human, it's like, we, we are both physical and energetic and that sensitivity, if we're, um, I love these, these, there's some like basics, basic, uh, like phrases around energetic, but if, if it's like, if it doesn't feel good, it's not yours. Like we forget that actually we're allowed to feel good. And when other people's energy is in our space unconsciously, it's like, it actually doesn't feel good. Our energy in our body and our space feels really good. And so if we don't realize that we're taking on other people's stuff, then it's like, we think there's actually something wrong. It can be like this constant feeling of something wrong. Mm. And I just want to share like uh, just one really brief story about um, a teacher that I had and she was teaching me about energetic protection, but she talked about her journey and in, in the first scene, it's like when she is highly sensitive and has no idea what's going on, she would go into a grocery store, feel, fill her cart with all of her items, get to the checkout lane. And then she'd be so overwhelmed that she would leave the grocery store without the groceries because she just couldn't, she couldn't handle the amount of like energy that she was running through her body that actually wasn't hers. So she learned how to like protect herself and create her field and then it completely changed. Like she could go and complete that task. But it's it's amazing how it's like this 
the energetic tools are not something that we learn. You know, it's like, I think the lucky ones, we get to learn it and then we get to utilize it in supporting others. Even in like what you're saying, Lizzie, about like you go on a great date and then you'd start spinning. And then it's like, you know, we do a session and bring you back to center to actually like, actually what is yours Mm -hmm. and how do we just like release the other stuff? And there's no judgment on the other stuff. It's just something that doesn't need to be in your, your field. And so when you're in your own space, there's more clarity, there's more insight, more awareness. And, um, ultimately it's just, it's resonant. It's like your energy is resonant with your body. Um, And even the more that you're in your body, uh, life starts getting really interesting when your energetic body is fully in your physical body. Mm, It's much more easier. It's much more easy to create, to manifest and create. Um, So anyway, I love, I love all of that. I have two things I want to add to that. Is that okay? Does anyone? Oh my gosh. Oh, yeah. Desire. Okay. <laughs> we are, first... we are here for it. This is, <laughs> I'm just like eating this up. I am like, that's so profound what she just said. You know, right. it's like, we all know this, but to just hear the simplicity of that, like really right. landing. So yeah, Lizzie, tell us. Well, I'm just thinking about like, as very sensitive people, what would our lives have been like if as small children, we had learned these energetic yeah. Uh, <laughs> tools. Like instead of go demonizing our sensitivity, we're like, Oh my God, this is my superpower. Clear, clear, clear. Oh, I feel much, so much, so much better. Mm-hmm. Clear. No, thank you. Clear. So much better. Um, you know, Jason and I are, are in the like family planning bubble and, yeah. um, my biggest wish is to be a, a magical mama that has so much permission for my children's sensitivity and giving them all the tools they need for um, navigating the world as, as sensitives. Can you just set up like a school and then (laughs) I will send our kids there too. Yeah. (laughs) The magical school. My my unborn children, by the way. Yeah. This is so good. For the record, Lizzie, you already are a magical mama in all the ways that you describe because you're walking permission for people's gifts. I see you do know so many people where whatever is that like thing they feel or they notice is you, you do actually, you are the permission for that. I, I, I felt that a lot of times with you. I will just wanted you to know. I had, and you too, Nia, but there was something that was so interesting in, in what's being said, because I just had this, when you two were talking, I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Yeah. Like I actually don't know if most people, if you ask them, what does your energy feel like? They would be clear. Do you know what I mean? Like maybe for a long time in their lives. And this can like, like whatever it might be. I'm trying to call back a conversation I was in, or maybe it was an audio book I was listening to. Oh yeah. I was romancing the shadow by Connie Zweig. And she like talks about how like some of these like energies, um, you know, like whether it's anxiety or anger or frustration or like these vessels of like, um, energy that actually get passed on ancestrally and contain like messages of our line. And it's like so fascinating. And then the thing is, it's like, that's, that's how the ancestral piece, like why I'm so obsessed with it. Cause it's like, we, 
in, in all the, in all the shifts that we make around our energy, we're basically like taking the vessel of energy that we like maybe inherited and like literally changing it. It was a messenger and shifting it, getting in touch with our energy as a result of knowing what's not ours. Mm. And then we're like, Whoa, like I, I literally remember the day I felt my energy for the first time. And I was like, like to Anita's point, I was like, wait, I like this. This is like, great. Like, <laughs> oh, totally. and I just like realized that, like I had inherited <sighs> patterns that were, you know, we can call them codependency or call it, I, you know, I hesitate to call them things because it's like whoosh, the heaviness like comes in with them. Yeah. I don't really have it like that. I really have it as like a path of like, like of coming into my own energy by identifying what isn't mine. And, and then I think the protection conversation is so important too, because it's like, well, once you know, and we're not unconsciously flinging <laughs> with each other, <laughs> then yeah, it does make sense that we would like protect that energy. And then we literally become like walking, <clears throat> like walking examples of like, whew, like, like contained energy as ours. And that is very talismanic in nature, actually. Yeah. Cause you're like, you're like a, yeah, you're your own, you know, I can't describe it in words, but you know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, wow. So, yeah. I was just going to say, when you were saying that Vicky, I had one thing come forward of just like, um, coming back to center like that if there's like a clearing of anything that's not yours and you're able to come back to center if you picture like this clear line down your spine mm. there's this sense of like oh yeah that's where like direct information comes in it's like it doesn't come in like some crazy like uh zigzaggy yeah. <laughs> like it actually comes yeah. comes in clear like a clear channel and that's actually that's how i felt um as a performer and a songwriter, when I would get on stage, there would be something where my entire spine would like stack and become this, this like rod. Mm -hmm. And I would feel so powerful, but there was something about like the energy coming through my voice, the words that I was saying, it was like, I would just pierce people with mm. the clarity of that like center line inside of myself. Cause I was even thinking anyone listening to this podcast, it's like, even just like picturing that center line up your spine. Mm -hmm. And if you're in meditation, you can even ask yourself questions like, what does my energy feel like? But I asked myself a question like, what does um, being loved by me feel like? But if you could create oh! You know what I mean? And then like, see like what colors come forward and mm -hmm. what shapes and what imagery and like, what does that feel like? And like, you can actually get to know your whole energetic Holy. landscape just by inquiring. Oh you know? yeah. yeah. This is, I love, I, I love that you're bringing this piece in Anita and like, um, yeah, it's something I think is important to like hit on in this just episode in general that like, this is, this is accessible to anyone. Absolutely. You know, and even just like my, my clients and students, like I, you know, I give them like basic tools around some of this stuff. And I'm always just amazed 
at like when we go into meditation space, how like, yeah, they can just, it's like, you just give them a little holding, a little prompting. And then they're like, whoa. And I saw this thing and my higher self told me this. And then I went down this path. (laughs) So it's like, we can all, we can all access this. And it's actually like to, you know, uh, it's just so much simpler than I know I ever thought. Like, you know, I, I just, it was, it was like, if you're not in this world, you're like, how do I even begin? But really like, yeah, I love that prompting of just like start in your meditation space, just getting curious. Yeah. Okay. Can Anita tell us her ghost story? Oh my gosh, Lizzie. (laughs) I really, I feel, I feel ready for it. (laughs) I'm going to open my legs to receive this. (laughs) (laughs) So great. Oh my God. Vicki, are you ready for this? How do you feel? Oh, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for this. (laughs) This is so great. Um, So prior to this moment in my life, which is about like eight months ago or 10, 10, eight to 10 months ago, um, I had only felt energy in my, I could feel the presence of ghosts like pressing up against me. But once, um, I actually saw with my eyes, um, a cat that had passed away and, I, it was one of those, have you ever had a cat like kind of run under your feet and you have to kind of, um, volley to get like almost trip. And so this cat, this cat ghost ran under my feet and I had to, you know, volley to like catch myself. And then I realized that, oh, that cat isn't even alive anymore. You know, that was the only time that I'd ever seen so it was right after Lizzie's wedding. I came back from Austin and I was in this, um, this $10 million mansion that I had manifest to house it, <laughs> <laughs> which actually should be another episode, Kayla, of like manifest your life. <laughs> Wait, literally I'm sitting in a gorgeous house right now with a pool and like three bedrooms and all this sunlight, which you'll be coming to. And, uh, and like, I'm just like, what the fuck? Yeah. I'm just doing a little house sitting manifest. Okay. <laughs> Let's, that's another episode. Continue. Yeah, exactly. So, so I was living on this, um, in this mansion in on eight acres of land in the middle of the Hills. Right. So I'm kind of like isolated up there and I come back from Lizzie's wedding and I I'm, I'm asleep and I have this dream that, um, it's like a physical feeling dream where I'm on my stomach. I'm almost like dreaming that I'm sleeping on my stomach, which I do sleep on my stomach. And I'm feeling like someone lifting me up by the belt, which I'm not wearing a belt, but it was like physically, I'm feeling this presence of someone like lifting me by like the back of my pants with a belt. And I'm just starting to wake up a little bit because it's so physically like real. And then I start feeling this like pressing up against the bottom of my feet, which, which when I sleep on my stomach, I hang my feet off the edge of the bed. And this is a sensation that I've actually felt a number of times in my life. And it just kind of started making me feel uncomfortable. And so I turn my head to the 
to, you know, to, to the left and kind of like opening my eyes, feeling this physical sensation. And there's this man at, at the side of the bed and he's coming into focus and he just has this grin and all of a sudden I realize that there's someone in my room and I like start batting my arms and I start screaming like get the f out of here you know and so this guy stands up turns takes a step and then totally dissimilates into nothing. And then I realized it's a ghost because I thought it was a person in my room. It was so real. And I knew I wasn't dreaming because I was screaming and like batting my, my arms. So it was so terrifying. I, I just felt, um, really scared. I mean, it was like such a scary experience. One of my worst fears is like waking up with someone in my my room. Right. So I, um, I got up, I walked around, I turned some lights on. I, I laid in my bed and then I got this crazy sensation of just like these tingles up, up my legs. And so, um, the first thing I thought was I, I had just recently realized and learned that Lizzie sees dead people. And I was like, I'm calling her, I'm going to set up this appointment. So I couldn't get an appointment with her until like four days later. And I had to sleep every night at this, I'm sleeping with the lights on. I was just so afraid. And so I, I get this reading from Lizzie and, um, she basically has a session with this ghost who won't tell her his name and says, I want to tell Anita my name. And she, she tells me, uh, basically that he, he apologizes for scaring me, but he was like at the microphone with like tapping, is this thing on and totally uncalibrated as a ghost hasn't done a lot of communicating with people and that he offers an invitation for me to practice mediumship that he could tell that I could do it. And he wants to know, do I want to practice? So this is like, <laughs> I can't with this. Wait, what, is, what is his name? Wait, maybe we're not there yet in the story. <laughs> That's right. Well, so, so I'm like, okay, I'm open to this. So I set up a boundary. I basically, Lizzie's like giving me all the tips. She's like, make a land altar. Um, so we set up this boundary where I, in my mind's eye, clairvoyantly, I'll meet him at, at the land altar and we talk there. Even if I'm in my room, I don't, he's no longer allowed in my room. Like, because it's too scary. So I make up all of, you know, I make these boundaries of like, what am I okay with? What am I not? So I do these clairvoyant sessions basically with him where I go to the land altar and I talk to him. And so he starts telling me, um, well, first of all, his name is Jeff, Jeff. Um, <laughs> which right. is hilarious because so many, I get text messages from people now, like saying, asking me questions about Jeff. <laughs> How's Jeff? What's he up to? Yeah, exactly. What does Jeff think about this, Anita? So funny. So in the, basically in the, in this first session I have with him, he tells, he's just like, um, telling me how he loves sacred geometry. He's so into it that he loves money and making money that he can 
like, and then he starts showing me images. So a lot of my messages do come through clairvoyance. I'll just get images. And so he basically builds these light structures over the property. There's like a guest house was, which is where I'm living. There's the main mansion house. And there's this yurt on the top of the hill. And he's just like, let's activate the yurt. Let's activate the yurt. And he's showing me sacred geometry, like, and then he's like, let's make you start making you more money. And so he built a light structure over my guest house. So within two weeks, I had three new clients. I had like gotten my like doubled income on one of my longtime clients. I mean, I was like making so much money out of nowhere. It was like streaming in. Um, and through this, through this process, I'll just say, um, like I would have certain people come over like a friend I'd give a reading to, and then Jeff would approach. He kind of comes on my right hand side and I can always, I can sense him. And then what, what has started happening was that I started, um, receiving other people's guides would come in. So I'd never done that before. Like new, like my friend's guide came forward and wanted to communicate with her. And so I was able to do that. And then through this process, I've actually met three of my guides that are like very specific to, um, my things that I do in my life. Like I have a guide for clairvoyance, um, which I never knew, but she presented herself. And the thing that's amazing about Jeff and these other guides that I've met, is it's like they have a name, they have a personality. I can see them exactly how they look and they present like very specifically. It's like meeting a person. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's been amazing. And then months later, I'll just say uh, months later, I decided to look up sacred geom- geometry because I'm like, I really know nothing about this. And the first thing that comes up when I look at it is this like, oracle deck that's called sacred geometry activations and it's like i had no idea sacred geometry and activations had anything to do with each other and that's like exactly what he was saying when i first met him he's like let's activate the yurt with sacred geometry so um anyway it's just been such a a wild ride and i i do have one more part of this story, I but I feel like I'm taking up so much space. Oh, I love it. I feel like we're all yeah. eating this up. But I have, I have a question. Yeah. Um, so that, so he like basically was, it was like setting up these light structures, like in the astral realm. Yeah. And then could you see, like, what was your sense for those? Like how, I guess, how did you experience those? Yeah. Um, so basically it was like, Often it was like looking at the structure at night and then the light structure was almost like a framing uh, over, over, um, the physical structure. And the, to me, it was like very like neon blue and green. And, um, you know, that moment in the matrix where those, the screen where it's like all the dropping down numbers and symbols and whatever that that's kind of what it felt like. There was a lot of active activity Mm -hmm. and he was like dropping in codes. That's what he said something about dropping in light codes. Mm -hmm. Um, but very active and kind of like neon, but that's how it came through is nighttime with like a very vibrant, um, mm-hmm. structures. Mm. Whoa. <laughs>
That is so, I'm like, Jeff, you want to come over here and, uh, you know, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> put some light codes above my bungalow. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. Wait, what? So now we have to hear what is the other part you wanted to share? Okay. Well, this is, this is pretty interesting. So when I was living at this space, um, I, I started getting really puffy eyes, um, under, you know, like a kind of like bags under my eyes, which is not something I've ever had, but they were really puffy. And when I'd wake up in the morning, so I went and saw um, my acupuncturist who is actually a wizard <laughs> and he, he, yeah. he knows like so many modalities. Uh-huh. Uh, so he was like, let's, let's see what this is about. So we're doing muscle testing and we're testing like the bed that I just bought. We're testing. I bought an earthing mat. I, you know, what was it? Was it something I was eating? It was like, none of this was testing as positive. And all of a sudden he's just like, you know, let's just test this other thing. And so he starts testing me for, um, like geopathic stress, like energy, um, lines on the earth, like earth grid energy lines. So he gives me these dowsing rods to go home and check like our, where are these, um, lines lighting up in my room? So I do this and it's basically down the center of my bed and right across my pillows. So he's like, these puffy eyes are coming from this geo, you know, geopathic stress. And he's like, and (sighs) these lines, these grid lines are known like, uh, ghosts and spirits entities will like gather, and it's almost like an entry point. So like the room I was living in was like ghost central station. Oh my God. And then during the time that I lived there, it was crazy because I would get like, there was this other ghost that started coming forward. It was a humming ghost and he would hum these tunes and they were like hypnotic. And it was not, it was so bizarre because I would feel so calm because these, this humming was like hypnotic. And then sometimes I'd start feeling terrified by it. And the noises, I mean, were so insane. It was like, literally like, like the sound of clapping. Oh my. Like so distinct. And it was so loud all the time. And I finally, I got a reading from Joey, the medium, who basically is like, look, you just need to ask them, what do they want? You got to be direct with them. You got to like, say like, like, Hey, I'm trying to sleep. And so I started doing that and it would be so noisy. And then I'd say, Hey, I hear you and I need to sleep. And it would be totally silent for the rest of the night. You know, it was like, so anyway, um, I thought this was, this was pretty incredible. So since I moved out of that place, my eyes have totally started relaxing. I've been sleeping again. I'm not getting interrupted all the time. Oh <laughs> my. That's so wild. Gosh. Also that property is like in the California Hills. It's got ancient Nate, like uh, first first nations energy. There is so much activity. It's like, yeah. you know, tribal ancient tribal people too there's so much happening there Mm -hmm. absolutely you gotta like crash course in mediumship living there oh wait and so did you complete your relationship with jeff or what's happening now (laughs) yeah so i got to a point 
in my process there where it was like impacting my sleep so much that I, mm. I needed to close, like make more boundaries with like, I'm not available for this right now. Mm-hmm. And, um, but with Jeff, I feel like it's actually just a relationship. Like I can, I can, I can call him for it at any time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I think it was just, I mean, I felt really clear with my boundaries around him. Mm-hmm. I know that like he didn't enter my space after I made that boundary, mm-hmm. but there was just so much other activity that was happening. And mm. interestingly, that house um, was rebuilt at one point. It had burned down years and years ago. My friend rebuilt this house and it's, it's, it's so hard to sell. It's never been sold. It's been like 14 years or something and like no one's buying it. And I'm like, you need to get this thing we need to clear the house, I think. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's definitely a lot of like commingled energies at that, um, at that house, especially some leftover from the people who were there before you. Yeah. It, yeah. It's not going to sell. <laughs> so it's like cleared. Totally. <laughs> yeah. Oh my wow. gosh. Love this. Love our multi-dimensional friends. <laughs> In, wow. In the best way. Mm-hmm. I was actually yeah. just having a curiosity, Vicky, around um, like the divination process and anything that has come up for you around like ancestors or just, you know, like all the entities that you're now working with. Yeah. It's so interesting. It's so interesting because thing over the, the years that I've worked began the work with my ancestors, things have definitely gotten trippier. Like the first, the first thing that happened the first thing that happened was I did actually Kaylin was there that ritual that we did you me and Cameron mm. my teacher elder Valdoma at the time said like this ritual is gonna open up your psyche and it did I've had like the most wild like amazing dreams and consequently like a really great relationship with that part of me since since I started doing rituals like they've just gotten more I dreamed my mom got COVID before she got I don't even think she knows this but she I like dreamed she had COVID before she had COVID and they just like started to have like more messages and I was like you know I'm shown rituals in the dreams and and so that's kind of amazing but I think the thing that's been most interesting to like be with is my conditioning that comes up around all all that can open up because I didn't grow up in a home where these things were like discussed I mean I even just had an experience when I was home because I saw so many animals in these really distinct ways and it was striking to me that I was like oh I I wrote it down like how they landed in flute and all this stuff and like I'm reminded to look it up but even as I mentioned that my stepdad love him he was like oh that's so that's like so new age and I was like in my head I was like that's old age that's like what we've been doing since like you know I was like that's not new age like that's like that's like what we've lost, you know, is like that. Mm. And, um, 
<clears throat> so my conditioning comes up really big, big time. And, and like, I have a lot of fear. Like I, <laughs> it was really funny. Me and my therapist literally talk about it as ghost envy, because like, I really want to have <laughs> like, you know, part of me is like so curious. And, but I have really big fear that I think has, that is conditioning. Actually, I think fear of spirits is conditioning, you know, Western conditioning, because they aren't inherently scary, you know, and then the boundary setting and all that is definitely things that we can like learn, you know, but, but the, that fear is what's been wired and programmed into me. And, and so that's been really my work is like slowly build up enough of my own energy so that when something comes into my space, I can like be with it and speak with it and have an, you know, just like have a, an experience because I I have had, um, I've had two instances of having an interaction with a spirit and both times I was so blunt, like I was so overcome with fear. Mm. Um, one time I was looking into the last time I was home, actually, my mom, um, we went into a photo album and it was so potent. I was like, Oh my God, like my great grandfather's literally, it was like, literally wants to have a relationship with me. It can feel mm. this so deeply wants to be with me. I was like, okay, okay. I'll print photos of you. Cause that's really, that's really the, the sort of like, that was the beginnings of, of all this was like beginning to have a relationship with my ancestors and creating a shrine and beginning mm. to dialogue, which even that really hits my conditioning. I'm just like, I'm a fucking crazy person, like speaking to my ancestors <laughs> above a red candle. Like, you know, it's like, I have, like, there's, <laughs> I want to, I want to hear like, uh, like let, just a, um, I don't know, like a recent communication that you've had with an ancestor or like a message that you've received or something, you know? Yeah. I mean, definite things come in my dreams for me, for sure. Mm -hmm. Um, intuitions. And then like, like, let's see something, something recent. Well, I, cause I like to test it actually. And so I've definitely had, um, I've definitely been like, because it's interesting in, in my coaching business, I'll be like, if this person is meant to work with me, make sure that they do. And then I'll like totally have the experience of them coming on easily because I'm like, they are meant to, or them like very, very, like they're being very almost harsh or like non-compatible energy that I can't, un, you know, that's so present that it's a clear no for me. So I, I feel like my guidance comes like that. Like it's either, either the way is opened or it's closed actually. And mm. that can be really helpful and not having like, not spending so much time getting caught up on it, you know, cause I'm just like, Oh yeah. Like they closed this and they open this. Cause oftentimes I experience it as things that like, I mean, I, I guess we could call this manifestation, but there's like a, there's like a lot of ease and flow in something happening. Mm -hmm. Um, and then, and then for me, like the bigger thing that's happening with like my, my ancestors is that, um, I, I just think they're like coordinating a large, they are coordinating a larger arc of my life. Like that's part of why I'm going this summer to spend time with my grandma and, um, like one of the intentions is, is to rec 
bring a recorder and like have her tell stories is because like for whatever reason I'm being guided that me and my grandma's relationship is really important to the healing of my line and to the work that I do with women. Mm. And so like part of it is like this reconciliation and they are making that happen. Like they're just like making that happen in in all the ways. And and I don't know what's next, you know, like, I don't know what's next, but I know for sure this is like the next step. And they send it to like, I just sort of like, cause that's not, it's not really like part of my day to day. That's when I know I get a message from my ancestors. It's like when I'm like the, the podcast was one of them, by the way, cause I was like, mm not trying to podcast at all. It's like, actually like now it is kind of something I, I like in practice, but I was so averse to the idea. I was like, I do not want to do a podcast. Like sounds awful. I would get like really nervous thinking about it, but it was so like, it was like, you are the, like, it's like, you're bridging this wisdom. Like you actually like I just get getting pushed. I don't know how to like, you know, mm. and, but it, but it's not mine. Cause it's, I would, I would not have done it. I would prefer not to. Like, <laughs> I was like, no, I don't want to do that. I don't know how to podcast. It feels like a lot of steps, but it was just like, it was so clear. It was like, you need to interview the, the elder stories. Like you need to, and, and doing that with my grandma is actually kind of an extension of the podcast, mm-hmm. but it's just so funny because the ancestors like give it in these like ways, but, but it's like not for me, I experience it as like ideas that then like open up and kind of unravel like that, like little kid's toy that like goes like this, you know, that kind of like the little, it just sort of opens one step at a time Mm -hmm. and you don't know what's next until you get to it. And then you're like, Oh, that, okay. Now I know why this was happened and why I was interested in this and how this goes and all the timelines. Yeah. And that's been my experience. And, um, there was one thing that I wanted to say about the, the ancestors, but, um, yeah, yeah. So there's like two sort of like two arcs that are going on. One is like the ancestor thread and like healing that. And, and, um, you know, I I really think that, that the, the ancestors or our soul calling or all of it together, like manifest in our lives as like, kind of clear messages and intuitions is just the degree to which we can like listen and follow and trust. Sometimes ancestors make me do things just to see if I trust them. <laughs> they'll be like, they'll like send me a ritual and like, I like might not do it, but then I get less, I feel like less connected to my intuition. So I have to like lean in and like, kind of like take care of some things and then it can, it's more available. If that makes any sense. <laughs> so yeah, it's just a, a few different threads, but the fear is something that I have to work with a lot because mm. it does block, it, it can really block um, my relationship with the other world and keep me in a really 3D way of thinking. I had a, some, I had a question for you, Vicky, because um, you if this isn't supposed to be on a podcast, we we can edit it out. But, um, (laughs) I had a, I had a divination, um, from Vicky about a month ago and, um, I brought something forward because she was giving me a ritual around my ancestors and I was feeling this resistance 
to working with my ancestors specifically because right now I'm kind of uncovering this, um, this pattern of abuse that runs through my family line. And so I had kind of brought this up of like, I don't know if I actually want to work with my ancestors right now. Like I'm kind of pissed, you know? So, and then do you remember what you shared with me about that? Like, would you like to share that? Yeah. And, and I can't like, you know, I, I was, this was passed on to me by elder Maladoma who, um, and essentially like his, his village and, and his tribe and how they relate to ancestors is when you cross over, you actually get a, you actually get a blank slate. Like you like, it's like, it's like you like start over and, and, and I don't want to like add too much there. Cause I think like different people from different religions will have different say thoughts on that. But mostly the thing I think that is important to share is that especially those ancestors who caused trouble while they were here on this side, when they cross over, they're that much more compelled to help you so they can become some of your greatest allies from the other side. And I find that really beautiful. And to me, it makes like so much sense because we need what the other world has and the other world needs what we have. So we're actually in a relationship with those spirits. Like we have like, uh, you know, mutual interests. And, and I think that that's a really powerful thing and, and important because thinking that we can banish them away actually causes our ancestral patterns that we don't want to keep going down, like to keep being passed on. But, but, but when we can like sort of be like, oh, you know, when we feel called to work with our ancestors, my sense is that there's an, there's a, you're being called to be like the buck where it stops and actually create a relationship and a bridge over with our ancestors to heal all the mm-hmm. things. Um, but yeah, that's like when I I love that because now we're like, wait, hold on. I remember when I was like, of course we have allies. Why didn't I know I had allies? I'm confused. Why I've been trying to figure this whole thing out by myself. Like when I have shit with my like family, I'll go, especially to one who I believe might've had a hand in it. Right. Like if I was like, Oh, you caused issues. You left with like this sort of like situation behind, I directly address that ancestor. And I'm like, from the 3d human realm, this is really hard to handle. And they could, it would be really cool and supportive if you could handle it actually, cause you can. And it's crazy. It's crazy. Mind blowing. What has come into my life as a result of not going to the direct human where there's conflict and going to my ancestors, like people reaching out, my mom sending the first chapter of her book that explained so many things. Like, it's just like in it's crazy. I'm just like, Oh yeah, they're sending that. Oh my gosh. <laughs> well, I feel I like, just, oh, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, go for it. I Lizzie. wanted to say one last thing yeah. about being a skeptic, because I think um, there are probably a number of listeners here who may think we are nuts. And I think, okay, go for it. I think being a skeptic is really healthy to, um, it's like a healthy pose to hold without, Mm. um, without just like my grandpa used to say, don't check your brain with your hat at the door. 
And I think it's important <laughs> to not just like be so uh, willing to believe everything you hear that like we start first and foremost in our own intuitive, like trusting our own intuitive sense about what, our, what we're experiencing. And I will say as someone who like witnessed it and then had to clear all of the, as a child had to clear all of the like mess away from the magic in order to see what the real magic essence was. Um, if, if, if you can hold the pose of a skeptic and be open, you will be shown incredible things. Mm. You'll get the most incredible downloads. You'll, you'll feel more connected to the earth, to your loved ones, past, present, and future. It'll be incredible. And um, there's no end to the journey. It just keeps getting weirder. And that's, you know, fun. that's really fun. Oh my gosh. That I so oh. love how Lizzie said, how you said that Lizzie. Yeah. So good. Hold the pose of a skeptic and be open. That is, um, that's advanced. That is a really advanced pose, but it's also, it can also just be simple. Like, yeah, you know, super simple. Like asking, sorry, there's a siren going on. Oh. Then... <laughs> Hashtag truth. Hashtag truth. <laughs> Listen the, up. They, Hashtag... they, they, that's what I was going to say. I was like, this is the thing you want to really pay attention to. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Say it, Lizzie. Um, I, I think we are meant to develop a relationship with the unseen. It's, it's, the thing, like Vicky said, it's a thing we've lost. Mm -hmm. It's not, it's not new age. It's old age. We used to be so connected to the earth and to the energies that came from the earth and to, and the sky and all the elements and, and our being divorced from that is the very thing that causes us so much energetic dissonance, I think. And yeah. so like not believing every single thing because we are very heavily influenced by like Hollywood and all the, and fear and things like that. That's, we want to set all of that aside and filter like, is what I'm experiencing true? Because the voice of God is still in quiet. It's not fear. There's the voice of the divine is not scary. Right. So if we can just use that as the like divining filter, mm. it, we can, it opens up everything. Oh my gosh. I just feel like you gave us so many beautiful, like landing notes there. Oh, this, I, this has just filled me up. Thank you all so much. I want to just do a, um, yeah, maybe there's a follow-up episode. Who knows? We see. Um, but let's just do like a quick, like, here's the thing I'm leaving with for the four of us wants to go first i'm leaving with so much desire to like do, i was just like wait when i think that i need support i'm like wait you said one thing <laughs> i like want to do sessions with anita i want to do <laughs> sessions with lizzie i'm like i want to it's like my friends are so mad like we're so magical and i and i just remembered that so that's what i'm mm. leaving with Thank you. <laughs> yeah, um, I'm leaving. I, I realized um, 
you know, I've had some individual conversations, but there's something about the group conversation today where I'm leaving with this feeling of like, oh, I'm totally part of this conversation, like a little bit more like ownership of um, like the information that I have that runs through me, my experiences. Um, it's like a lot of validation to actually hear other people talk about these things. And there's like a commonality and yet each person has their own flavor. So I'm just appreciating like being a part of the soup and um, just like that I get to own it, you know? Mm-hmm. So thank you yeah. so much, Caitlin. Oh, of course. Oh my gosh. My absolute pleasure. What about you, Lizzie? Um, this feels like the best coming out party I've ever attended. <laughs> and I feel so lit up and excited. And I was telling Jason a couple of days ago about the, like, I don't really have that much to say. Like, why would I start a podcast? Not that I want to start a podcast or anything, yeah. but like, Oh, I actually have so much to say about this stuff and it just lights me up from the inside. So I feel so grateful for the opportunity and especially with my sisters. Mm. I love you all so much. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah. You have a few things to say, sister. (laughs) Um, And I, wow, I am just leaving in so much gratitude and and just so much awe that like I get to be surrounded by women like you who really expand, like just, you you just expand me on such a, you know, on a spiritual level, you know, it's like, I, I never would have thought I'd be in a conversation like this, you know, five years ago, like it, it wouldn't, it was not even on my radar. Right. And it just feels so special that uh, we got to have this. So thank you. Thank you, Kaylin. <laughs> thank you. Oh, thank you. Oh my gosh. Amazing. It's all, it, these are all magical women. Stay connected to them, follow them. And um, we will see you all next time on Any Way You Want It. Thanks, everybody. Bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you got something from this episode, please share it with someone in your life and pop on over to iTunes to give us a five-star review. I'm so committed to more people custom creating their sex, relationships, and lives from desire. And this podcast is a big part of that. If you have ideas for the show or want to learn more about working with me as a coach, head on over to my Instagram at Kaylin McDuff or my website, kaylinmcduff.com. See you next time.